So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, make a couple statements, and I want uh, y'all to, to to determine or say that whether or not the statement is true or the statement is false. As the Church of Christ, our common welfare is in each other, and, and our spiritual lives should come first. True or false? True, right? We need to remember us first. Um, and there's scripture to back that up. So, second statement. As a church, as a group, is, is that meets here is the, the congregation, our congregation believes that the only authority that we recognize is a loving God as he has expressed himself through our scripture. True or false? We all agree on that. Also, that our leaders are trusted servants to those that serve the congregation, they don't govern over us. Is that true or false? That those who serve the congregation, we have elders and deacons. They, they, they serve the congregation. They serve the people of the congregation. They're not there to govern those people. All right? So to become a member of the Church of Christ, the only thing that you have to do as every human being on planet Earth is to, to submit to the total authority of God and, and believe that only we only have intercession of God through Christ and that it is necessary for us to be baptized for remission of sins in order to enter into that relationship as a church. True or false? As members of the Church of Christ, it is important that we keep our spiritual foundation in those truths that I just talked about. It's important that we keep those and God always first so that way we can put always our principles of that faith before our personalities. True or false? All right. So... I'm having, uh, let's see, let's go to 18-year-old Jim. I am uh, just got up to college. I have probably not missed more than you could count on one hand of church services in my life, and then I get up there, all of a sudden I'm free. All right. Uh, people in church in general, not Church of Christ, but they're so judgmental. Y'all can't dance. Y'all can't uh, drink. You can't, uh, you know, you, you can't go on on. You can't be alone with a with a female. What is? What do y'all? That's boring. That's ridiculous. Think about it. life is here to be enjoyed. Uh, you know. And hey, that's kind of question. You know, they're because they're, they're having a lot of fun. So I'm kind of questioning my faith. So I'm questioning my faith. You know, is it really that 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 important that I don't do those things? So I'm questioning my faith and. Uh, Ms. Ginger, what would you tell me about that? Where would you send me the scripture on that? I, I'm, I'm questioning my faith. I don't know. You know, this is the church. Going to church is boring. Where would you send me 
to, to, to uh, get help with that. Use your own words. And yeah, I'm putting you on the spot on purpose, yes. Think about what now? What kinds of things did he go through? Prison, sold into slavery. That's terrible. Well, did he give up? What did he do? So he's faithful through all that. And then, well, what happened after that? That works. What about you, uh, Brother Ron? How are, how are you going to, what, what would you tell me to do as far as turning to God in Scripture? And how would you teach me when I say, this is, uh, you know, this is just boring. Um, I don't know why we do this. God surely does have to love me and uh, I ain't having any fun. Romans 4 and verse 17, if y'all want to go there. We got to believe that we have that faith that God's going to do what He what He promised we were going to do. So I mean, but I, do I really have to to do all these things that He says? Why? I understand that, but I see people every day that are just they're happy and they're telling me about what what they're doing and and pretty much do whatever they want and they're pretty successful you know and so I'm supposed to suffer Solomon was successful how was he successful more wealth than anybody of his age yep he had uh Slaves, animals, concubines, children, which was very important to folks. It still is in the Middle East. It's, it's important to us too, but it, it, the children aren't important. The number of is the important thing, you know. Uh, everything. But yeah, he seemed pretty miserable. So, why would a loving God that created us, why would he Clark, why would he want us to suffer? Why would God want us to suffer? I mean, my friends tell me that a loving God wouldn't, wouldn't make us live a life that's boring like you church Christ people. So why would God do that to us?
He's going to answer for you. I'll, I'll wait for it. Uh, I thought you said you got your eyes checked out, not your ears. Send me, Clark. Where am I going to find, find out? Some, some inspirating words from the scripture. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. that for me. Read, read, uh, read uh, chapter 11 verses uh, 1 through 5. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. That's pretty good, too. Thank you. True or false? Every individual congregation of the Church of Christ should be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Anybody disagree with that? Okay. Uh, true or false? Each church of Christ has one primary purpose. That's to worship God and carry the message of the gospel to all the world. True. All right. Our relationship as far as promoting ourselves is based off of attraction rather than going and screaming on people on the side of the streets. True or false? Our attraction to people is, is done through us. We're to be the salt of the earth through our example and how we live our lives and, and by talking to other people. It's not by uh, running commercials on TV or standing on a street corner. You know, you're going to hell if you don't repent. True, right, yes. We should never use the name of the, the of Christ Church. In a way, and we should not conduct ourselves ever in a way to bring a bad reputation on the church. True or false? All right. So I'm struggling uh, with depression 
I just can't get out of it, and I just don't care about anything. Uh, what, what could you talk to me? Um, how could you talk me through that, Wes? Romans True or false, as Bible-believing members of the Church of Christ, we need to not worry about what's going on in the future. We need to concentrate on who we are and how we're living a life in Christ right now. True or false? We believe that we are not in control of our lives, but that God is. Mm. Right. It's not so much as that we're not going to make any effort. Because we, we are responsible for that. These are, you know, kind of broad overreaching you know, so each of us here, I believe we're all members, this is all us. So when, when we decided to follow through with the, the confess that Christ is our Savior and that, that uh, we heard, believed, repented, and then were baptized for the remission of our sins, when we did that, we all made a decision to turn our lives over at that point to God. True or false? Like, turn it over to God. Okay? So, I'm going to I'm not picking on you, Clark. I'm just going to start in the back. I want you to give me a situation in your life up to this point that, and you don't have to be specific, but that scripture helped you get through and which scripture that was. Gus, you're next if you want to think about it. And then Kelly. I want to know what situation you had in your life. It can be at any point in your life that you, you specifically turn to scripture in order to help you with that moment. And find the scripture and then read it. You're next. Don't think too hard, because if you think too hard, you won't do it. Now, I'll get to you. Say it again. What was that? Book, chapter, verse, please. We're in the Church of Christ. That is a great verse to go to. 
It's a great verse to go to, Gus. Kelly, you're next. No. I like that too. I like that too because it is, right? Because ultimately it comes down to when, you know, whether or not you, you have it written in front of you, but, you know, it says those folks in, Acts, in chapter 2, they weren't sitting there with each with their own copy of the King James Version of the Bible or whichever version and, oh, this is what we need to do. They heard it and then they were like, well, here's the choice. What do we do? Well, you need to be baptized. Okay. She's, I know you're not playing ball. Go ahead. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Romans twelve nineteen. Please read it. that verse. That verse is what kept me in my humility when I uh, went through the process of uh, going after that chain of command. Because it was I had enough to put them in prison. They even thanked us afterwards. Christy was up at Building 4 and they said, thank you for not going nuclear. Translated, thanks for not, you know, thanks for not ending up on the national news and making us look terrible. But it, that verse is what kept me straight. Vengeance isn't mine. Stop it. When I hold a resentment and I get mad and that resentment turns into that anger, vengeance is not mine. You know, uh, humble yourself. Real close to humiliate, right? Because it's humiliating saying, man, you're, you're thinking the wrong thing right now and admit that you're wrong about it and then keep your mouth shut. For however long it takes until you actually honestly believe, I can't be mad at this person because vengeance is not mine. Now, I know I said yesterday that I'm not, you know, or the day before, I can't remember that I wasn't going to use Job because I don't understand enough. But Job is, it, you know, 
that is where I go. But that's because I, you know, I do understand enough to get the parts. You know, not the stuff in the middle that we talked about on Wednesday. You know, that it, it, it's a difficult book in total. You know, the beginning and the end I got. You know, but it's sorting out that whole giant part in the middle. But the point of, of that beginning and the end, I, you know, Joe was uh, one of the few passages and or any part of the Bible that I would even crack open, you know, when I was away from God and, and the church just because I knew. Well, my dad would tell me, okay, well, you feel bad for yourself, read Joe. You know, and i get up to where his friends come in, and then I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about now, but I understand that other part. Um, we can't get to everybody, but that's a good thing to think about, though, I know, because that makes you all think about it. Well, where do I turn to? And it's important. And, you know, like I, I said, I love the, the book of Jude, you know. And right now, it, I, it, I'm about to graduate to another book just because there's 65 other ones I can choose from to go to. However, pick a book and, and, and tear it apart. You know, we, when we come to worship and we, we learn a lot of times, it just it, it's for me, it's just overwhelming, especially like when you get Wes or Lee who do humble themselves to try to make it understandable for us, you know, but that have all that knowledge in there, you know, way beyond what we have. However, we can get there, but it takes a lot of work. But pick a book and study it, tear it apart. And it doesn't matter which one it is. Um, it's powerful. This is the most powerful thing in the world. will literally uh, change everything the way you think all the time. And do a study. The reason why I, I always say, tell Lee when he asks about, do you want to teach? And I always say, yes. And it's not because I'm comfortable being up here. I'm not. And it's not because I want any kind of like, you know, oh, look what I can do. It forces me to take whatever subject matter we're going to discuss, and it forces me to actually really, really learn it. Because if I don't, I can't stand up here and, and attempt to convey it to anybody else because if I do scripture says that I'm in trouble
Yes. And that goes back like what Mike said about that, that uh, the, the statement I made to were false, and I said I'm kind of on the surface of it, and that's, that's it too. You know, we, we have to. So uh, we just got about 10 minutes here, so I'm actually going to have to wrap it up. Uh, yesterday we talked about, you know, we went from humility uh, and, and that you have to humble yourself before God, you know, in order to get any better. That has to, You have to be able to admit when you're wrong. Okay, and then from that humility, I talked about truth and remembrance uh, and real truth, you know, and that real truth and when you're wrong, and it means when you're wrong, and, and it, it is a very difficult thing. And remembrance, you know, remember those things that make you who you are. One thing, that, and why I'm always apprehensive and why I said, like, on Sunday that I'll, I, I won't discuss any of those things that I did ever again unless, you know, if you absolutely one-on-one, have, have to, whatever, you get the gist of it. That's, that was the point. I don't like talking about those things in relationship to trying to help somebody that is having issues with any of this because my experience is not the same, and I'm not unique in that experience. And also, your experience and your experience and your experience, whether it's good, bad, or it's a complete disaster in your world, that's yours. And so we can't compare. That's why I don't like talking about it. You know, I, I, I had to in order to get the point across. However, I don't feel sorry for myself or that my experience was any greater or lesser than anybody else. I honestly look at it that, that some people, if they get in a car wreck, end up becoming agoraphobics because then they just absolutely can't get on the car anymore. Then they start to have the, you know, the social paralysis and then they just can't do anything. It's based off that one event, you know. So if that was that soul crushing to you, I'm not going to tell you, like, that's stupid. You ain't seen nothing, you know, and then oh, well, you can't compare those things. And so also keep that in mind when you're going to get help to think or that when you need help, especially with sin, we, we do the same thing. Uh, you know, Forrest doesn't, he, he, he I don't know, man, I've known him for a while and he doesn't sin. So I just, I, I'm not going to talk to him about my sins because then he's going to like think that I'm a total dirtbag, you know. So I just can't do that. And then I look around, and I'm like, well, man, that's, that's the way I think about everybody here. So I really can't talk to them about it. So I guess I'll air out all my grievances with somebody that I know on the outside that's not going to give me good information. But the more I do that, then the further away I'm going to get from y'all. Because uh, it happens. So remember it. Uh, I have to make this real quick, going way back. Uh, part of that whole 18-year-old gym when he went to college, when, when somebody would mention, and my sister has this problem too, but, and a lot of folks do, they say about religion. Well, everybody in there is judging everybody all the time, and they're judgmental, okay? So in my experience growing up in the church, uh, I thought that to the point where that was a giant part of me turning my back on the church. And the reason why I talked that is because everybody's life experience will shape them in, in, in their own way. Part of remembering and going back and thinking about things, and this is especially over the last week, because I thought about it. If I was raised, I'd never missed church, and I was taught the right answer. How come I turned away so quick? And why was it so easy? Why did I allow that, well, they're judgmental people, and they're just a bunch of jerks and hypocrites. Why did I allow that? How, wh where did that come into my mind? So I spent a lot of time really going back and thinking about that. My grandparents lived across the street from me. Uh, on my mom's side, uh, my family 
raised Church of Christ, my grandmother uh, and her family, Church of Christ, my great-grandmother, Church of Christ. So there's, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, my, my dad's side, they were all, you know, everything. So, but there was a pretty solid foundation there for, you know, things shouldn't have worked out the way they did with me. But I, I had a twisted way of looking at it. And as soon as somebody fed in that, they're judgmental and hypocritical over and over again. I thought I was like, yeah, man, it's weird thinking back to my own experiences. Because I'd always hear my grandma and my grandpa, they watched me. I didn't go to daycare. So for five years, I was with them all the time. I'd always hear them talking about people at the church and discussing, like, like I wouldn't understand what they were talking about, but... They were always discussing it and then discussing about the Bible and, and, and how they would, you know, how that person needs to, to be helped and be fixed. The guy I told you about that committed suicide had been coming to church for a little bit. And uh, I noticed whenever anything bad happened with the church, most of the congregation would be over at my grandparents' house. I'm like, what are they doing over there? Anything, the guy, the HIV, the preacher, all that. And, and so I would hear this all the time kind of in the background and that was my experience. So in my head, growing up, I was like, they're, they're, we're not supposed to be talking about people, and they're talking about people all the time. Specifically over there and hearing it. My grandfather was an elder. you think that would, that, would, that would stick out in my head, right? They were always talking about Scripture and the worst things that can happen within a congregation because that's what he did worked with the people having the worst problems and making sure the spiritual welfare of the congregation was good. They weren't doing it in front of me. It's just things you, kids pick up everything. So in my head growing up, I was like, yeah, my grandma and grandpa, and he was an elder. He should have known better. And that's, he's always talking about, you know, how in the Bible this thing was wrong that this person did that they came to, and they're going to have to talk to him about it. And I'm like, man, that's rough. I want everybody coming and talking to me about it. But remembering is important. Taking time to go and remember that, you know, uh, uh, helped a lot, helps a lot, kind of puts things in, in, in a perspective. You know, because now I can look back on those examples that I grew up with for years and seeing an elder operate. Now I can look at it from that perspective instead of the perspective of, man, they gossip a lot. You know, so I wish they had, my, they, my parents and my grandparents, maybe let me in on that a little bit. You know, not just take it for granted. You know, back then we were supposed to be quiet. We did not talk. So it was super easy for you to be invisible, sitting there in the chair, listening. You did not talk. And especially when my grandpa was around. And if he had his Bible out, which was at least four hours of the day, sitting in his chair studying, you probably didn't even want to go in that room. Because if a mouse broke wind, he would start griping. It had to be quiet. But now I can look back at those examples and I'm like, that's, that was my example. It was a good one. I just wish they had let me in on it. This is why, you know, our generation why now that uh, they, they have to have things explained to them, but it's good. Because hopefully then when, when he gets around and, and he's a young, stubborn jerk and is early teens and early 20s, he doesn't listen to all those other young stubborn jerks that are going to get in his head. 
because I'm the last person that, that they'll, you know, they're going to really listen to. So it's important that we explain those things in depth to people and so people understand. And remember, we're all on the same level. You know, wrap that all up into one. So our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. The only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. And I can go on. Y'all see what I did when I asked you true or false about the church. All that was was the, the 12 steps and the 12 traditions. In 1946, Bill W. took scripture and took those ideas, changed a couple words, and it works. And it works because it's based off scripture. But I'll tell you another thing. It's great. But it never filled up that hole. I'd go every day. I was kind of challenged to, so I took it, went every day. But I, and, and I noticed right away, I'm like, they took this from the Bible. This is the Bible. That's why it works for them. You think about these things every day. Place God first. I'm powerless over this thing that's got me. I have to trust God that, that I can get through this. I hated all their little phrases. Just for today. Where'd they get that? You worry about tomorrow, you're going to fall every time. Stay in today. I tell myself, yeah, I'll get a drink tomorrow. It worked because I was just staying in today. I'll worry about tomorrow. Sounds crazy. First time I heard people say that, I was like, why are you saying that here today? But it worked. I'll send tomorrow. I ain't going to do it today. And you can use that for everything. You know, it, it, any instance in life, you can use that, which is this, you know, and not only this, but, you know, heck, the, the 12 traditions is exactly the way that a Bible-believing, faithful church of Christ should operate. We're autonomous. We don't accept outside contributions. We need to get this word out to people. And then teach them the other you know, however many hundreds of pages that are in scripture that didn't make it in there. Because that hole doesn't get filled. And I, I, I caught that pretty, uh, caught onto that pretty, pretty quick with there. Started coming to church. And that hole filled up. And it's not all sunshine and everything all the time. I have good days and bad days. However, this saved me through all the things we've been talking about. And that's why when I wanted y'all to go around the room and talk about it. In Bible class, the way Bible class is structured on Wednesday night, we have a discussion, right? We talk about the Bible, so, you know, we pick an issue that's in the Bible, then we discuss it. That's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. Easy, simple, and it works. So that's class for tonight. We're not going any further on that. Thank you all for listening, and tomorrow will be the last night, and um, hopefully we get some visitors. Um, because all you're going to hear is just straight gospel message tomorrow. So most of the time I will probably just be reading scripture. So it'll, it'll be good. All right, thank you.